Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your second place stupid losing season, Miami Dolphins. I am Sam Marcoux. He is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer, Mr. Christopher Cullen, now part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. Chris, how the hell are you, my friend? Oh, Sam, I'm great. I just uh, watched an amazing uh, twisting episode of This Is Us and uh, excited about the Avengers trailer that's dropping hopefully soon. Oh. Oh, you mean the Dolphins. Oh, I hate life. Yeah, yeah. This Is Us is our other podcast <laughs> called Welcome to Being a Dadville. Um, <laughs> no, this is... Uh, I literally watched it with my entire family. <laughs> this Is Us. Why? I mean, of all the, the not obscure, but just random shows that uh, I would not peg you for watching uh this is us is that the one where there's like fat people that are like well we're fat and we should be fat yeah. together oh yeah. no yeah the cliches are horrible yeah. and uh believe me it's one of those things like it's on in the background the wife watches with, with the kids and stuff and uh i used to really like parenthood parenthood was a really good show um it was, it's a great it was, movie it's great it, well and it's kind of a little based on that i think brian grazer and um ron howard had a little piece on it they're like executive producers or something but uh the acting was great the writing was fun and they had different stories and it made you feel i'm a, a part of a big family so um I, I i saw a lot of similarities in my family in that show and this is kind of like drawing on that a little bit um it's over the top i mean like, like a black guy is adopted by a white family and like he grows up with like all these different troubles and issues and yeah one girl's an eating issue and it's 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 crazy it's absolutely crazy but it, i mean jokingly um i did i mean i did watch it but yeah. um jo- jokingly I, I don't really care for it that much I, I love when i talk to you right before i do a show with like a big name because you don't know this and i've never even revealed this to you off the air but one of my favorite activities is to tell people like Jamie Kennedy or Kevin Nealon, who I'm working with this weekend or Ari Spears or some of these names that I get to do comedy with about you and just like some of the shit that you do. Like I remember uh, when your wife <laughs> fell down the stairs on the air on, on the show and you <laughs> shot her a glance, you shot her a look like, well, how dare you fall down the stairs while we're recording a non live show. And I just tell them about these ridiculous like things that happen over, you know, audio, right? Like we don't have a video component to this and, all of these famous people just think you're a maniac because I don't like tell them anything different other than, do you know what this maniac did this week? And they're like, yeah, I want to I know about it. So you, little do you know that there's uh, bona fide worldwide headliners in comedy that know who you are. And if they ever run into you, they're going to they're probably going to be afraid of you. Well, to be honest, if I met Ari Spears or Jamie Kennedy, I'd probably just walk past them. I don't, I don't I haven't seen them in a long time. I don't remember what they look like, but uh, I think Ari Spears is like the kind of like the B version of Tracy Morgan. If I remember, he's like mad TV when Tracy Morgan's on Saturday and live, but yeah, um, <laughs> that's hilarious though, that these guys are like just somewhere stored in their memory banks in those yeah. files. They know who this one guy is that hosts this random dolphins podcast and how much of a crazy person he is. So, 
That's fun. That's my cheap, limited uh, celebrity status, I guess. I'll tell you a funny story about speaking of comics. So every now and then I'll get asked to host for a comic or feature for a comic, and I'm already booked, so I have to turn it down. And, and most of the time I like, I'm mad because I'm like, man, it would be great to work with that person or meet that person or something like that. Um, <laughs> about a year and a half, two years ago, I got a call to, uh, to feature for Dave Coulier, uh, Uncle Joey from Family or uh, from uh, Full House, right? Yeah, of course. And I fucking lied to the comedy club and said I was booked, and uh, just because I didn't want to work with Dave Coulier, <laughs> so I, <laughs> Jesus I, Christ. I, I turned it down. I turned down the money. I turned down the payday just so I didn't have to work with Dave Coulier. And then I'm friends with like the the owner, the comedy club owner's daughter. And then like that weekend, I tagged myself at like a water slide or some shit, and so she clearly knew that I wasn't. Uh, wasn't working and and she but she understood she's uh very understanding but anyway um ah, waka waka you want to work with uncle joey yeah wow that was like fozzy that was like fozzy well, she does fozzy in the show yeah oh well there you go see see this is us in full house you are revealing yourself uh to the audience here chris <laughs> but you, you know were what? born in 1987 and you didn't watch full house fuck you i don't want to know who you are that's a good point that's a very good point point. and as you guys can tell the miami dolphins are five and six lose in <laughs> devastating fashion to the indianapolis colts uh, a game that uh, reminded me a lot of the cincinnati Bengals, and quite frankly chris reminded me a lot of the miami dolphins this was uh, a Miami Dolphins game where we were leading going into the fourth quarter. We extended that lead to two scores, had the lead with half of the fourth quarter to play, uh, but the same old song and dance at the end of the day, Chris. We somehow managed to blow it once again uh, and lose to the Indianapolis Colts, falling to five and six, and essentially, not mathematically, but essentially ending uh, most of our hopes and dreams about getting to the playoffs this season. There was not a Dolphins fan in this world, and if you say you are, you're fucking lying, that thought we were going to win that game when we were up with that much time left by two scores. There's just no one that thought that this is going to go to the way we hope and we're going to win this game. Sam, I sat there, and I've never had a 10-point lead and felt so depressed. Like I just knew Andrew Luck was going to just do that thing where we never, ever get that kind of player where he just kind of turns it on um, and then steps up above a level where – you haven't seen all game and does things and makes throws and uh, no no calls going for us our way. It seemed like Robert Quinn was held on that long, third and long that they converted. Um, it was just bad, so bad, Sam. I remember tweeting uh, my disdain for Adam Gase and the play calling and the things that happened, but there's no one in this world that's a Miami Dolphins fan that has been a legitimate Miami Dolphins fan for any length of time that thought we were going to win that game. So – let me let me ask you this then, because I, I think I agree with you there, because I did not feel comfortable either. I kind of but I, I, I felt less like, hey, we're not going to win this game as more of it'll be interesting to see how they screw this up this time. Right. And but I didn't think my God, I was I was fucking mad. I was mad at the end of the game. And football doesn't get to me that way anymore. Now, get me wrong. I'm a big Dolphins fan. And I love football and I watch every single week, as everyone knows. And by the way, this is my fault. I watched this game from my house. I was so I ready. You. I know I was so ready to just say, hey, the streak and curse is broken. I watched it at home and we won. No, um, uh, we lose, of course. So I'll take the blame. I'll take the hit on that. But the thing is, is like. I was so legitimately mad at this game and this outcome because I think because I've seen it 
so many, many times before. I felt like, you know, a battered uh, spouse that finally just pulled out the gun and shot the motherfucker for doing yeah. it. Well, like, that's what I feel like. I'm done. I'm done with Adam Gase. I'm done with this fucking team. I have no hope or faith in this team doing anything under this regime with this quarterback, with this front office. I am completely done with any sort of hope with an Adam Gase, Mike Tannenbaum, Ryan Tannehill-led Miami Dolphins team. This game broke me. Yeah, I think the worst thing about it, Sam, is I was in the garage, my man cave, my dad is the ultimate optimist. He's like, here, you know, we got to give him time. We don't have, we got injuries and we don't have an offensive line. And I I finally was like, dad, stop, stop. I'm done. I'm done hearing that. I'm done hearing that over and over, year after year, team after team, franchise after franchise, doesn't matter who the head coach is, who the quarterback is. I'm in a time loop. I feel like if you watch Doctor Strange and he found Jamamu at the end and he just used the time stone and said, Jamamu, I'm here to bargain. Like we are just here to bargain over and over again every year since Dan Marino retired. And even before then, it was like since 73 when we won our Super Bowl. It's it, it just a time loop of constant just we're 9 and 7, we're 10 and we're ten and 6, and then we're 8 and 8, and then we're 7 and 9, then we're 6 and 10, then we're 8 and 8, and then we're 10 and 6. This is the year. We're 8 and 8. Injuries. Oh, and it's just always things to blame. Sam, we're in a time loop. We're doing this thing over and over again. And eventually, and you're right, this is a game that broke me. I, I don't know what it is. We got Tannehill back from injury. Um, we're on the road, and it's basically a playoff game. And here we are, it's third and 10, uh, backs against the wall, and we're <laughs> running a, a simple run play. Like, it, it just, we're not playing to win. And I watch other teams. I think the thing that's frustrating the, me the most is growing up as a kid, I only watched Dolphins games because I was in South Florida and it was a local game and I watched it and that was it. Maybe I'd watch Monday Night Football here or there, but I couldn't stay up too late and see everything. I was really processing what was going on. Since I was an adult now, I have NFL ticket, and I'm watching other games, especially when we're the 4 o'clock game, which, by the way, I fucking hate. Hate it. That 4 o'clock game sucks. Um, I'm watching the 1 o'clock games, and I'm watching these teams just throw the ball everywhere. Guys are wide open, these deep in routes and posts, and they're high-scoring 30-30, to 40-50 to 50 games. And even if they're not, at least they look competent. We don't look competent and every team has injuries every team has issues that's always an excuse for us but we are just the same incompetent joke of a franchise in a time loop sam well let's 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 just back up for half a second because you've said time loop about 17 times here in the last three minutes and it gets me thinking about a couple of things number one you're 100 right we have read this book before we have seen this movie before this as you would say is us as a miami dolphins (laughs) fan base nicely done yes thank you very much and uh on top of that not only are we uh feeling like this is a throwback season this is actually a throwback week against the buffalo bills chris so what i'm thinking if we feel like we're in a time loop if we feel like we're just throwing it back to every season that we've ever had pretty much in our existence and it's a throwback week for the miami dolphins with their uniforms and their logos and everything else why don't we just do a heck what fuck it let's just do a throwback episode of perfectville are you down oh i like it yes oh let's just start this thing all over here let's just start the music the way this game started way back in the day for the first hundred episodes of perfectville let's just go ahead and hit play and start all over again Welcome to Perfectville, first place podcast of your second place, Miami Dolphins, now part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I am Sam Marcoux. He is the, well, 
Actually, if this is a throwback episode, he's not. He's just Christopher Colon. Chris, how the hell are you, my friend? Good, man. Very optimistic. I'm excited about uh, our season. Yeah, I uh, I can't. I am looking forward to this lovely AFC East matchup against the hated rival, uh, the Buffalo Bills, starring Jim Kelly and Marv Levy and uh, fucking Rob uh, Johnson and and Drew Bledsoe after he got his ass thrown out of New England. All of these quarterbacks that, uh, since we're doing a throwback episode, we might as well just fucking talk about. No, fuck that. You're right. This is... Um, this is just a throwback episode of Perfectville. We might as well just stick with the theme. We're going to be doing all your favorite old bits, a second on the AFC East, maybe some ridiculous predictions. We're just going to have some fun with this episode because we're not having fun watching the Miami Dolphins. As Chris said, this team right now is just garbage. It, they, we do have a lot of injuries, but I want to touch on that first here, Chris. We have a lot of injuries, which tells me we need to take a look at our staff, uh, whether it's the, 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 the medical personnel that we employ or how we're training or what. But this team is one of the most injury-riddled teams I have ever seen. And you know what? That's not unique to the Miami Dolphins either. They lose more games from their players due to injuries than just about any other team in football over the last five years. That tells me something. That tells me that this team, for some reason, isn't just unlucky. They are bad at what they do. And that, to me, goes back to the staff. That's not necessarily Adam Gase, although I give him some you know, bad credit for that. But that goes all the way up to Chris Greer. That goes up to Mike Tannenbaum and ultimately Stephen Ross. They need to figure out how in the hell to stay healthy because this team right now under this regime cannot. No, it's terrible. I mean, I, we can't sit here right now with a clear slate and a clear mind, even name everyone that's injured. I mean, you're talking about Jakeem Grant and Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Stitton, Kilgore, Tannehill missed six, seven games. Parker missed multiple games. Rashad Jones. I mean, yeah. Rashad Jones. I mean, he's playing with fucking basically a, a shoulder held on by duct tape. I mean, then we go out there and um, the injury happens. Um, Against the Colts as well. Um, God damn, who, I just blanked out. Who the fuck got hurt? Danny Amendola was out, wasn't he? Yep, Amendola is going to be missing this game coming up. That's exactly what I was thinking of. And still is going to play a little bit more in the slot. Like, it's just constant, man. And, like, even – here's the thing. And this is – this is it's only one example, Sam. But this is a big one. You know who's healthy and happy right now playing his ass off? Mike fucking Pouncey. Oh, yeah. And all he had was injury issues when he was on our team. And in our franchise with our medical team, he's over in San Diego and he's playing his ass off. The Chargers are legitimate fucking contenders for a playoff berth right now in San Diego or L.A. Um, over there. And he's in, having the time of his life. And it's not like the climate changed. It's not like anything else changed. The only thing that changed was the franchise and the medical staff. Sam, you have a legitimate point. Something's going on. Yeah, and I and it's not just the injury stuff, right? Because that's bad enough right there alone, I think, would be enough to just fill an entire episode of Perfectville or any other podcast that's out there. But guess what? It's not just the injuries, and it's not just the fans that are upset with the team. We're starting to see some infighting now, Chris. Frank Gore, after that Indianapolis Colts game, got pissed and basically said, you know, Frank Gore came out and said, you know what? We got to finish. You look at the other way. You look at the way their quarterback plays and who a guy I respect immensely how he plays the game and they know how to finish. Now, I don't know if that's a shot at Adam Gase. I don't know if that's a shot at Ryan Tannehill or both or just everyone in general, including himself. But for him to go out in public, a veteran, somebody who's supposed to be a leader on this team who knows how to keep things in-house or how to calm down situations for Frank Gore to come out and say, you know what? We're not good, essentially, or somebody's not good. The reason why you have him is to be that calming veteran influence who knows not to speak to the media and, and let this out. He willingly let it out. Now, on top of that, Chris, I also want to get your thoughts on Kenny Stills coming out and saying, you know what? 
I don't know why I'm not being targeted, but I can tell you it's not because I'm not getting open. Yeah. Which is another shot across the bow at someone. I mean, whether that's Ryan Tannehill or whether that's Adam Gase or both, I'm not sure. Or even Brock Osweiler to that to, to that degree. I'm not sure. But I can tell you that the natives are not happy. They're restless. And that means Kenny Stills, Frank Gore, two of your offensive and team leaders, actively going to the media and just shitting on other players and coaches. This isn't good. This is not a good look for the Miami Dolphins right now. Well, now, and I will uh, give Kenny Stills credit. When this all broke in the context of which it was written, he came literally into the media room again and clarified what he meant. He said, it's not one player. It's not one thing that's happening. We just aren't getting things done collectively as a team. And uh, somebody on Reddit on the Miami Dolphins sub page actually posted a video of Stills coming wide open and Tannehill looking his way, ready to throw it, but he got sacked from backside. Like there's things like that where Gase, that's where Gase gets the credit he does is where he comes in and says, look, the right play was called. He was wide open. Tannehill looked that way. That's exactly how it was drawn up. But a lineman can't hold his block for two seconds. Like that kills us. But it also boils down to who you're signing. Sitton's out. Kilgore's out. You're just piecing together guys like Swanson and Larson. Who the fuck are these guys? They're they're TV dinners. Yes. Yeah. Like they're, they're, that's who we're counting on in a basically playoff game, and the Bengals just lost. The Bengals just fucking lost to the Browns, Sam. And I was like, you know what? We're gonna lose because we needed the Bengals to lose. That was a big help to us. Uh, they gives us a, a kick up if we can beat the Colts. And I knew it. I knew it when the Bengals got fucking smokehoused by the Browns that we we're gonna lose at four o'clock. And God damn it, we just came out and did what we do. And the defense couldn't get off the field in times when we needed them the most. The offense couldn't do anything when we needed them to keep a drive get together. Um, it's just a shit house all along. And seeing guys like Gore and Stills come out and say something is concerning it's very concerning because yeah AJI might say something and Landry might say something about Gase you can just count that off and check that off as a loudmouth diva being a loudmouth diva but when Frank Gore and Kenny Stills who has done nothing but like you know been par for the course and kept this kept this shit straight and he's coming out and he's like I can't throw the ball to myself like yeah Things are going wrong, man, and it all points to Adam Gase. No, and, and ultimately he is the head of this snake, and he's going to be the one that has to take you know the heat or, or and or the credit. And I can tell you, you know, you and I talked about this. I, I have thought about this, and I thought about revealing something on the air. I'm not going to, but all I'm going to say is that this entire operation stinks from the head down. Uh, it's not just how we are on the field and uh, how injured we are or how bad we are in terms of holding blocks or any of those individual efforts. We're not good in the front office. We're not good with our personnel in terms of the day-to-day operations, and you know what I'm talking about. We're not good as an organization, and that, to me, speaks to not only Adam Gase, but all the way up to the food chain to Stephen Ross. Ultimately, I like Stephen Ross, but we can't do anything successful under him, and it's very weird to see a billionaire who's been successful at everything his entire life not have success with something as basic as operations of a football organization we're failing at (laughs) we're failing at guest relations you know know what i mean like we're failing at very basic things uh let alone on the field so it it, it is not good it's it's very dreary and and, and i don't think what the miami dolphins win two more games we go to seven and nine uh, or eight and eight possibly 
what does that get us? That gets us pick 17. I mean, what are we going to do with that? Are we going to go get another left tackle? Or are we going to you know, trade up and get another defensive end like Charles Harris, who hasn't done shit in the Anything. two years that he's been here? I mean, what are we going to do? I mean, Ugh. we don't have a quarterback for long term. Um, our running back situation looks okay. The, the, the offensive line, if everybody is healthy, looks great. But I think that's part of the issue here is that somebody said it, and I don't know who it was. I think it was the, the guys from Fins Up, Fans Down mentioned that this team is banking on nothing going wrong. And if nothing goes you wrong, can't do that. this team is great. But the reality is, like you just said, you can't bank on that. I mean, how often is that the case? It's very rare that you go through a season without getting someone, some sort of playmaker out for some significant amount of time. And the Miami Dolphins just don't have the depth uh, to, 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 to get over that. you know, and, and it's just very frustrating. And on top of that... Not only do you have a, a team that's now five and six and no no real decent path to get into the playoffs, but they're going to welcome in a Buffalo Bills team that all of a sudden just remembered and realized that they play fucking football. So what the hell are we supposed to do with these guys? Yeah, what is this like? What what luck do we have where the Colts come in? He hasn't been sacked in five games. He's thrown like three. Tu- he's thrown three touchdowns in like multiple consecutive games, like top three all time in the NFL. Now here come the Bills in town, who finally remember how to play football. Josh Allen's healthy. He's back. He's running. He's throwing. Our guys are calling him like a miniature version of Big Ben. Uh, of course, some no name is going to beat us, or Charles Clay, of course, who hasn't done anything all year. Um, yeah, the Bills are coming in, and we thought this was just going to be an easy checkmark victory, and now we're battling for third place in the AFC East. Yeah, guess what, guys? Guess what, citizens of Perfectville and Dolphins all over the world? If we lose this game, not only do we lose to the Buffalo Bills, we fall below them in the standings in the AFC East. So we would go to four and seven, or uh, I'm sorry, four, or I'm sorry, excuse me, five and seven. They would go to five and seven, but they'd have the head-to-head victory over (laughs) us, uh, which uh, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be just a a wonderful way to end this uh, shit show is to fall into third place? Um, I don't think we're going to fall as far as the Jets, but uh, we could very well be looking at a third-place finish here in the AFC East if these guys can't figure out a way to win at home against this uh, all-of-a-sudden resurgent Buffalo Bills team. Um, the last 10 times we played the Buffalo Bills, Chris, care to guess our record? Ooh, I'd say, geez, uh, four and six. Uh, well, you would be very optimistic. Three and seven. And one of those three actually came in an overtime win two years ago in that magical season. Um, oh, yeah, that bullshit. Run on the field and knuckleball a 55-yarder through the fucking yeah. field goal post to keep our playoffs alive. Yeah, so we have we have we have not been very good against the Buffalo Bills in Miami or in Buffalo at all. I think to this day, Ryan Tannehill has yet to win in Buffalo, if I'm uh, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. So he is O for Buffalo in his career. This might be his last shot to get a victory um, against the Buffalo Bills while uh, as a member of the Miami Dolphins. And actually, matter of fact, I take it back. They're playing in Miami, so he doesn't even That's get right. that opportunity yet. So uh, fuck me, right? <laughs> but anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the, the fact remains, we have not been good against the Buffalo Bills, either at home or on the road. Um, how, how do the Buffalo Bills stack up against the Miami Dolphins? Do you see us uh, getting back to 506-6, and six, or do you see us falling uh, embarrassingly to the Buffalo Bills and going to third place in 5-7? and seven? Well, I would normally say that we're good at home, and I appreciate the home field advantage that we have. But, Sam, to be honest with you, we can't get to the quarterback. We can't 
rush the passer with four. We, hell, even when we blitz, we're blitzing all the wrong holes and gaps, and we're giving up chunk plays. And if you give Josh Allen an ch- opportunity to sit back in the pocket and throw, he's going to torch T.J. McDonald or torch uh, even Minka Fitzpatrick, who is just a rookie. He's going to make rookie mistakes. I'm going to see it happening. I I don't know, Sam. I, with the things that we talked about previously already with Gore and Stills, Tannehill being injured, not 100%, and just the injuries everywhere in every position. I feel like the team has just kind of given up after that game. I think the Colts game was the last piece of glass, and it finally fell uh, to the floor, and we're going to shatter here. And I don't know. I don't see another victory on the table. I mean, maybe we'll kind of sneak one out against the Bills on Sunday. That'd be great. But I can see Jacksonville just all of a sudden turning into last year's version of their team against us. The Patriots is beating us because they need home field against the Chiefs. Um, There's just not another two games I see on the remaining schedule where I feel optimistic about. And this one's a toss-up to me. Well, you know, like you said, we can't get to the quarterback. We can't get in the end zone. And we can't get to our official predictions until we get to our ridiculous predictions. Let's get ridiculous! That's right, ladies and gentlemen, this is a throwback episode of Perfectville. It's a throwback uh, episode or, well, week for the Miami Dolphins wearing their throwback uniforms. So we might as well throw it all the way back to Red Foo and all these guys. And let's just do a little bit of ridiculous predicting right here, right now. Chris, uh, are you ready to uh, kick it old school, as the kids say? I am ready. Well, then why don't you kick off these ridiculous predictions (laughs) one more time? Well, here we go. Let's wing this shit. So Adam Gase sits down. He has a glass of whiskey on Saturday night, and he says, you know what can we do here? What's going to be the difference maker? We got Swanson, Larson. We need something else. What got this team sparked before? And it was the cutting of Billy Turner and Dallas Thomas. And I have a Ah. feeling that Adam Gase is going to make a couple phone calls, and he's going to re-sign Dallas Thomas and Billy Turner and start them on Sunday as our starting left and right guards oh my for God. the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. Dallas Thomas will show up ironically to mock you for making fun of him on the sideline <laughs> a few years prior in roller skates, holding a perfect bill, a Ronde Bagston koozie in one hand, blocking the entire time. He will have the number two ranked PFF grade for our team that day. Number one will be obviously um, Tankersley because that's the way the Dolphins play in random games. Um, and we are going to win this game 21 to 20 with Dallas Thomas and Billy Turner holding hands, skating off the field like uh, blades of glory with uh, sparkles coming out. And Adam Gase will cut them the next day for some added motivation against the next opponent we play. That's that's ridiculous. Uh, I just picture them uh, like Rosie Perez and White Men Can't Jump, just with the headphones and Walkman and the cutoff jeans with the rollerblades, just flo- just skating off. Uh, I mean, down the beach. are probably the same size as Rosie Perez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Man, uh, I, did I did I flog the dolphin to that chick when I was a kid back in the day? Uh, yeah, well, maybe that's the problem. We uh, we ran out of juice from the old blowhole. Mm, somebody but, uh, said on Twitter. Any game they wish that we had Jarvis Landry would be this one because he always just pissed off the Buffalo Bills. 
You know who else wishes we had Jarvis Landry right now? The Cleveland Browns. Jarvis Landry hasn't done shit since oh, they had a terrible. regime change. He's just sitting there. He's not, He has as many catches as I do the last three yeah, months. Yeah, that's I mean, one I, thing Adam Gase is, deserves credit for, that and Ajayi. Ajayi blows his knee up, and then Landry uh, is doing absolutely nothing. Meanwhile, the Browns are smokehousing the Bengals who beat us without Landry being any part of it, uh, further proving that he is not worth the money that he was asking for. I mean, that was a, that was a great turn of events for Adam Gase. I'll give him that. Yeah, but I mean, it seems like one of those divorces where both people are now dating fat people and they're just <laughs> miserable regardless, right? I mean, Adam Gase isn't exactly uh, setting the league on fire, neither is Jarvis Landry. They're both just assholes. Gase in my was. Opinion. Gase at first was like, look at Albert Wilson. Yeah, this sexy motherfucker is way cheaper than you and I'm kicking ass. And then boom goes the dynamite and Gase like, just kidding. Hey, return my text. Add me on Tumblr. Yeah, we could still be friends, right? Yeah. Um, well, that was a great ridiculous prediction, and I guess that means it's my turn here. And uh, we're going to go uh, maybe not so silly with the old Dallas Thomas. We're going to keep it in the realm of possibility. But, uh, no, I'm just kidding. What's going to happen is Kiko Alonso is just going to be sitting on the sidelines before the game, and he's bummed because he got fined again for hitting a quarterback late with Andrew Luck, even though he tried his best to turn into an actual <laughs> dolphin yes, and did. not hit him. But between that and Joe Flacco, something's going to snap in Kiko Alonso's mind, and he's just going to say, you know what, fuck this. If I'm going to be a villain, I'm going to be a villain. And he runs across the sideline and he just head drop kicks Josh Allen out of the stadium. He turns around, he finds any other quarterback, punter, kicker, anybody with a solo digit number and just starts headbutting him, body slamming him, backbreaking him, kneeing him to the face, just injuring everyone and everyone. Every ref is throwing their flag in the air. They're blowing the whistle. He kicks them. He headbutts them. He breaks their arms and throws them into freaking Coral Gables. And then he runs out of the stadium and he goes to every other single stadium in the NFL that's having a game this weekend and starts breaking quarterbacks' faces, punching them in the face, kneeing them in the nose, just fucking them in the ass, everything he could possibly do to ruin every single quarterback that's out there. And he becomes known as the quarterback villain of the NFL. He's thrown out of the league. He's arrested and put in jail where all of these things happen back to him. But nobody even met, matter, realizes what is going on, and that is the fact that the Miami Dolphins are actually scoring on a game that was officially started right as this whole thing was happening, and they win Two to nothing. That's ridiculous. You're insane. <laughs> he runs a fucking quarterbacks in the ass. That's exactly. I hope he does it looking like the dolphin pose that he did in the game on Sunday against the Colts because that was. One of them, I felt like South Park was writing our game. Like, it was just so ridiculous. He turned into an actual dolphin uh, with his fucking Baby Gap t-shirt on. Like, it's just unbelievable, his jersey. Um, yeah, I love how the two guys we got in that trade from the Eagles, one is gigantic sleeves, and the other one wears a jersey that could fit around my ball sack. Like, it's just I, unbelievable. I want to put the sleeves of Byron Maxwell's jersey onto <laughs> the jersey of Kiko Alonso, and it would be like what... Uh, an orangutan would wear you know what i mean like a very short shirt but with like long ass arms uh, well i was just watching happy gilmore before we got on this on the show today and uh uh chubbs peterson played by carl weathers the ridiculous length of that right arm with a fake wooden hand where they didn't even bother to cgi to make it the same size he just held a fake hand the entire time is one of the greatest things in history of movies because the sweater is <laughs> like made to where the right sleeve is longer than the left um and that's exactly what reminds me of what you just said so it's either like you know iron man puts both hands out almost like in a crucifix pose and then he shoots lasers down to fly straight up like that would be the the vision of 
Byron Maxwell's sleeves on the skinny little jersey of of uh, Kiko Alonso. That, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, and uh, for anybody wondering what the motivation was for, to, for me to have Kiko Alonso fuck all the quarterbacks in the ass, uh, I have a 10-week-old golden retriever that is currently fucking my leg. So uh, I would like to introduce the citizens of Perfectville to Rufus the Doofus, which is his official name. Uh, he is the motivation behind Kiko Alonso uh, fornicating with quarterbacks in and around Miami and everywhere else in the lower 48 states that plays NFL football. And well, other than watching This Is Us, we've been watching Christmas movies, too, and Christmas Vacation. Randy Quaid has a very uh, – or is it Dennis Quaid? I don't know. Randy Quaid, one of the Quaids, the crazy one. Uh, Randy. Yeah, Randy. Randy Quaid. I was right the first time. Shit. Uh, has a line about the dog. If he starts going after your leg, just best to let him finish. It would be uh, easy for you. Uh, so, yeah, just let him finish. Well – uh, we're about finished with this episode of Perfectville, but uh, I did want to talk about the dog here because, and, and I think I know, I think I know before I ask this question of you, Chris, what your answer or your response or your stance is on this. Um, but I went to, obviously I just mentioned his name is Rufus the Doofus, or as I call him, King Rufus of Doofusville. Um, what is your stance on naming your animals after sports teams and or players? Because I had this internal debate about, wouldn't it be great if we named him? So these are some of the names that I threw out there before I settled on Rufus. I thought Marino, but then I remembered that you and I have a friend who has a cat named Marino, and I thought that was yes. fucking weird, so I don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah, and then I thought, well, what about Shula? That could work, you know, uh, Shula's a winner. And uh, this dog could be a winner, although he's trying to pull my freaking computer off the table as we speak. Uh, but then I thought, no, Shula's going to die soon, and I don't want my dog to die. So uh, that's that's out. And then I thought, well, there's really nobody else within the Miami Dolphins organization that I could, like, I can't call him anything else. And then I started thinking, well, isn't it? wouldn't it be weird to just name him after a Miami Dolphin? Like, what if I just named him Dolphin? Like, is that hmm. weird? I think that's weird. Yeah, naming him just Dolphin is weird. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I named my dog Thor because he's Greek mythology. He's not going anywhere. And now the hype of all the movies and comics just make it even better. But um, thinking of an actual, like, Dolphin player, like, I mean, yeah, you, you can't name him Zach. Like, that's a weird name for a dog. You can't name him Jason like, or, or even Taylor. Like, that doesn't make sense at all. The only thing I, I think of would be a funny dog name. You can name him, like, Sertan. Uh, was, and, and just name him, but like two words, like Sir Tan, because he's a tan dog. Uh, and then it also, and Dolphins fans can get it, but other people are just like, he's tan, Sir Tan, he's a knight. But other than that, yeah, name him Shula. Like you said, you're just setting yourself up for just depression. Marino's already taken by somebody we know. Uh, other than Richmond, I can't think of anybody else I would, I would name. Maybe Zonk. Zonk would be a cool name. Zonk would have been a good name. I wish, yeah, that would have been a good one. And I also like that you're like, you can't name him Zach. Meanwhile, you named your kid after a uh, football <laughs> player. <laughs> so. I just almost spit beer out. Yeah, no, but like a dog can't be named a human name is what I meant. But yeah. you're fucking right. That sounded ridiculous. <laughs> like, who names a fucking dog Zach? What's your son's name? Fucking Zach. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no. I think naming them human names is weird. I also, I also don't like when they name dogs after other animals. Like you're like, this is my dog bear. What? No, I don't like that. Yeah. Um, so I was also thinking like, well, then maybe I could go like, like Perfectville themed. Like, what if I named him Biscuitville? Like, would, mm. would they, and I would just call him Biscuit for short. And everyone's like, oh, what a cute name, Biscuit. I'm like, yeah, well, his full name is Biscuitville. And they'd be like, what? I'm like, nothing. Don't worry about it. Um, Have you been so, to North Carolina? Like, exactly. <laughs> you know what that is. But then I was trying to think of it. Well, and I, I didn't give it too much thought, but like, what other names could we have that would be Perfectville related? So and then I was thinking like, Piggy Tail would be good. We could have named him Piggy Tail. I could have called him Kool-Aid Dan. 
Um, Ooh, yeah, but or BFFB. Yeah, butt fumble fucking Bob. Uh, BFFB. That that would have been a good one too. Bifib. So Bifib. Bifib. People are like, what's his name? Bifib. What does that mean? Don't worry about it. Listen, to, listen to episode ninety-two. Just hand him a business card and walk away. Anyway, yeah, no, I got to do dog uh, because I had too much money in the bank and my house was clean. I'm like, how can I fuck this up in one fell swoop? I know I'll get a puppy. <laughs> so uh, that's what I'm dealing with over here. But you know what? Also, way more interesting than anything the Miami Dolphins are doing. Uh, Chris, anything else that you'd like to say on this very random, weird throwback edition of Perfectville? Which makes sense, by the way, for any of our longtime listeners. You guys know you're shaking your head right now. For anybody that's new that we picked up over the last maybe six months. You guys don't realize that where Chris and I started this show, um, it was just a random smattering of thoughts here, there, and everywhere. So this is uh, very much a throwback episode of Perfectville, which, by the way, uh, you can check out the Phanalysis podcast with Travis Wingfield and Kevin Dern uh, uh, every Tuesday right there on <laughs> WelcomeToPerfectville.com. And Travis will be writing a blog for us. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> yes, I believe and, it's called uh, Right Travis. Right Travis Right, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And Slainer is just a top poster on Reddit. He is not a podcast hoster yet of the f- fan, Fins Up, Fans Down. He is not the host of that yet. Uh, we are in a time loop, and this is the beginning of the end. And you know, it's funny. Like I, I mentioned in the beginning of the show, that um, I'm excited for the Avengers trailer. I have a feeling time travel or some kind of like alternate reality is going to be a big part of that. So this it coincides perfectly with it. And Sam, other than a quick second on something, I'm uh, I'm ready to head out. You're right, because uh, we don't have a lot of time. So normally we'd spend about three hours on the AFC East, but we don't have that type of time here, Chris, as you know. So why don't we just do a quick second on the AFC East? This is a second on the AFC East. Tremaine Johnson doesn't regret leaving the Rams, even though the Jets suck dick. AFC East. <laughs> Damn it. I'm rusty as hell. That was like three seconds at least. <laughs> Welcome to our old school segment that you all like, five seconds on the AFC East. <laughs> His name is huge, Tremaine Johnson. And I'm not sure what happened in this episode, but we had Kiko Alonso butt-fucking every quarterback that existed, and you just talked about some guy sucking dick or something. So, uh, <laughs> That's what happens when the Dolphins fucking suck. Adam Gase isn't the guy we thought he was. He lets us down. We lose to the Colts, who's a former fucking division uh, opponent, and a game we should have won, and it just uh, – our optimism is gone, Sam, and now we just host the show and – Talk aimlessly into the microphone. That's the best part about it. See what happens when I go a week and forget to get sponsors for the show and we don't have any financial commitments to anyone. We're just like, fuck it, butt fucking for everyone. I would have loved Florentine on this episode. Good Lord. uh, Florentine right now, I think, is currently swinging from a rope somewhere in New Jersey after that (laughs) loss to the Indianapolis Colts. I don't think we're going to hear from Jim Florentine anytime soon. That poor bastard. He was so optimistic at the end of the episode. Do you remember what? He's such a great guy. I think he's the coach for the future. And then... Uh, Jim was on there just like, you never know if we beat the Colts and then we got the Bills and the Patriots. We always play them well. And then, you know, the Jags, the Jags aren't as good as they used to be. And then, you know, you never know. We could be there. We could be 11 and five. We could be 10 and six. Swinging, swinging, swinging. God, you sounded just like him. That was fantastic. (laughs) Well, don't tell everyone. We didn't actually have Jim Florentine here last week. It was just (laughs) just you you and and your your voice. Intricate editing. Me, you, and me. Yeah, that's all it was. But no, uh, by the way, thank you for that. I know we're trying to get out of here, but big shout out to Jim Florentine coming on the show last week. The guy, the guy didn't want to promote anything. He's just a big Dolphins fan, and he's uh, he's a legit headliner, man. This guy's got TV credits, movie credits, uh, writer credits. He's on the radio, but he just wanted to come on the air and share some Dolphins stories and just hang out uh, with you and I and all the citizens of Perfectville. So uh, big ups to Jim Florentine. Big fan. I was a big fan before. I'm an even bigger fan now after he did that for us last week. 
Yeah, I wondered if he, you know, being in a big, he, I mean, he blew my mind with how big of a fan he actually was. So in my mind, I'm like, he's got to like travel and, and like listen to things. I wonder if he actually knew of our podcast before he came on it. Um, but then he didn't retweet his episode. And I was like, nope, <laughs> he doesn't no, give he, a shit. Did he, he retweet? Did. Yeah, he retweeted the episodes, and he's actually he's been following our show for about a year. He's actually uh, he's a big yeah he's a big consumer. (laughs) Well, he hated us anyways. Yeah, (laughs) but I think I I think I told you I was getting ready to text him on Sunday. Just fuck you for giving me optimism uh, after that last episode. I I knew I knew better. And then Jim comes on here and he's like, "Yeah, you never know, man. Daniel, even if he's never going to play here for the Dolphins after the season, he's going to try out for the fucking Redskins, you know. So he's going to play well." And it's like, "Yeah, he is." And actually, Tannehill played okay, but still. Uh, anyway, yeah. uh, back to your regularly scheduled program probably next week, although they're doing a throwback episode, throwback uh, jerseys against the Patriots next week, too. So maybe we'll do some more uh, Dallas Thomas award winners or some shit on the next episode. Ooh, that'd be great, Bill. especially if we lose to the Bills. Oh, man, it, all bets are off next week. Oh, there's going to be a lot of drinking, cussing, swearing, fighting, and uh, quarterback fucking. That's what's going to happen next yep. week if we, uh, if we lose that one. So, Chris, uh, anything else you'd like to say? One last thing. Jordan Phillips is about to have the best game of his career. <laughs> Jordan Phillips, Matt Dar, uh, the fucking <laughs> kicker, Dan Campbell. Is he even still there? Fuck Dan Campbell's Kid gonna Rock. come back. Yeah, Kid Rock's <laughs> gonna come out, sing a song. Uh, he's gonna throw he's gonna punt that dead carcass of uh, Joe C through the fucking uh, <laughs> uprights <laughs> to win the game. Oh and, man, uh, I shamelessly was a big Kid Rock fan back in the early 2000s, so I know exactly. Oh my god, a three uh, foot five with a ten oh, foot dick. Yeah, that's what it was. The, the ten foot dick on a midget. Yes, okay, sure, <laughs> of course, uh, makes sense physically. <laughs> use his dick as it's a the most thimble ridiculous in, episode I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, you, you, you could use his dick as a thimble in Monopoly. I mean, what is he talking about? But anyway. <laughs> Looks like uh, a fucking igloo. <laughs> this is uh, this should really be like a bonus episode that people pay for. I don't know why we're giving this gold away for free. Yeah, anyway, this has been fantastic. <laughs> like Thanksgiving, where you just throw shit on the plate and eat it. Like it, it makes sense. It's been a week since Thanksgiving. This episode is just delivering on all all fucking filters and all levels. Yeah, the tryptophan is in our brain, and we just can't uh, we just can't control ourselves. But anyways, uh, goodbye from Perfectville. Later. DolphinStock.com Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.